Hello and welcome to the Movie Podcast. My name is Anthony. Thank you all for joining us today. As always, I'm joined by my two... I don't have a nickname for you guys anymore. I'm just going to say my colleagues. My two oh, colleagues. Wow. We got demoted. Colleagues. Damn. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, Not even co-hosts anymore. Yeah. We're just colleagues. These two guys yeah. I know, maybe. That he's, work on the show. Yeah, acquaintances. There we he's go. There we go. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's a step up, I guess. Daniel and Shay. We'll start off with you, Daniel. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you. Happy Easter. Happy Ramadan. Happy Passover. Whatever you are celebrating this weekend, I hope it's happy and hope it's uh, filled with uh, good times and good food, you know? Definitely, definitely. And Shay, how he are you is, doing? He has risen. He has risen. That, I'm rising uh, right now. Is that how you guys greet each other on, on, on Easter Sunday? I just want to make sure. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, you know, growing up in a Catholic household in school, you know, whenever somebody said, like, you know, may the force be with you, I was like, and also with, and also with yes, you, yes, you know? Yes. Uh, no, uh, we don't we don't greet each other saying he is risen. Uh, uh, I hope that'd not. That'd be so much I'm, cooler, I'm, though. I feel like that adds a little be, bit. Hey, hey, he's risen. Good morning, everybody. He has risen. Raise your hands up. He's <laughs> up. Raise, <laughs> raise, we, we, raise your hands like Jesus. We do wake up. Like are like we're being risen from our yeah beds. like from is, from the crucifixion. Are you, you know? guys yeah. being possessed? Is that what's happening? I just want to make sure a little bit. Is the exorcist yeah, based on what I'm seeing? You guys do the the exorcist is based on facts. Oh yeah, that's true. On a factual like, events. True. Yeah. If you're not if you're not a bit possessed, you're not holy. There you go. Yeah. You, you heard it here first, folks. That's uh, yeah. if you're not a bit possessed, <laughs> Father Father Anthony. There, <laughs> you're not holy. Yeah. <laughs> that's a shirt as well. I think. It is. Yeah, it is a shirt. Is a shirt. I like it. Yeah. Um, but how's Ramadan going for you, Shay? I know hey. you've been uh, you've been on a roll. I've been on a roll. Okay. Yeah, you've <laughs> been on the old Ramadan roll. <laughs> I'm just. It's like a, it's like you know when you go to like a specific restaurant, they give you that that coupon card that you got to punch in every time you buy something. Every day, yeah. I'm just you know like one more day of fasting. You know, I'm loving it. No, it's been a great. Uh, almost just we're just past two weeks now we're, we're past the halfway point uh and it's been great it's been a great time i think you know the the, the holy month of ramadan is very special to you know muslims obviously everywhere around the world and it's a great time just to feel connected um the usually the first maybe couple days are really tough with fasting but after a while i'll be honest you become so used to it um it came it comes to the point where even after i open my fast at night I forget that I can eat and I'm just like sitting there and I'm like, man, I'm really hungry still. I'm like, oh, wait, mate, I, can, I can eat now. Like now is the time to eat. So uh, no, but it feels good. It's, it's been a great month so far. Yeah, it's, it's nice because it, like these things like these like holy events don't always fall on the same around the exact same time every year so it's interesting it's like that kind of everything playoffs and holy months this year have just kind of yeah every, everything just like let's sync up together. this year guys all you know? the religions are in it to yes. win it yes. <laughs> who's, only one will win no, this year? no why is it a holy war no <laughs> <laughs> uh, how are you though anthony how's your weekend going it's been good you know there's it, we've had some warm weather which is been nice uh we got to go to a lot of cool things this week seen a lot of cool movies for the past we two weeks um again there was a lot of sports happening so you got the blue jays you got the the raptors the maple leaves so it's just good time of the year you know it's, it is it's april's April. also like april's like the calm before the storm so we're it's it's been quieter for us on our end in terms of movies even though we've been seeing still a bunch of movies every week but it's really may that kicks off that that 
major movie season and show season. And it's going to be really interesting next couple months, starting very soon with Dr. Strange, which we have a lot planned for. So we're excited Ooh. to share more. A we're lot of stuff. Strange signals. You were yeah. saying that uh, in Italy they had to remove the strange hand signal because it meant the devil. So they yeah. change it to like another. Hand. <laughs> they change it to another uh, another symbol. <laughs> it was really but like, it's it's just a little little flip. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, it's it's just it's just so funny though because. On that poster, so if, if you know, if you want to see what we're talking about, on the new one of the new Doctor Strange posters, he has his hand up, um, and it's like it's like doing like it almost looks like he's doing a Spider Man uh, pose or like the like the the pose I always see them do like in Coda when they say like I love like, you, I love you, right? Um, no, I was just saying, but I love it, you. like. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but like it just—it also—it just looks so strange because only one hand was doing it. So like the the like the poster wasn't symmetrical, which always looks strange to me. So now he's like doing some other like like other hands. Yeah, I think like he's finger doing guns, finger guns. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah he's doing finger guns instead. <laughs> like, and there's little, little tiny bullets coming out of the at the ends too. Yeah, little little magic bullets coming out. <laughs> As always, you can catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast every single Monday and watch out throughout the week for our review episodes on all the latest movies and series. Make sure to follow us at the movie podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd. And don't forget us, forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and join our Discord and write into the show at hello at the moviepodcast.ca. We can also be found on YouTube at youtube.com slash the movie podcast, where we'll have videos of our reviews. And sometimes we're on those reviews as well. So uh, we're going to try to bring more video content into our uh, presence. So uh, look forward to that. And you can find all that information in our show notes uh, with all the links and more. I'm going to kick it to Daniel for the mailbag. Oh, no, no mailbag this week, but for now. No mailbag. Well, we actually, no, we, we actually have. Do we? we have a comment on our uh, podcast page that just came in that I noticed? Oh, oh. yeah. Let's let's read it. Let me yeah. read it for you. I'll get it for you guys right now. Um, but in the meantime, while, while I'm pulling that up, I did want to say we have a lot of great episodes, as I always say, mm-hmm. on the movie podcast feed that you can listen to right now. We just dropped our review for The Northman, which is the film's going to be coming out on Friday. We love the movie. You could hear us talk about why we did on the pe- on the feed right now on the peed. Um, we also have a review out for Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore, Sonic Movie 2. Um, and I really want to encourage you all, now that this film is playing everywhere, um, go check out our interview with actor Ki Hui Kwan, who plays uh, Wayman in uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. He is genuinely one of the nicest humans we've had the pleasure of talking to. We haven't been able to talk about this interview yet, like on a main episode of the show, just because we've been off for a couple weeks. But um, if you're listening to the show, please go check out that interview. Again, I can't stress enough how kind and amazing uh, Key is as a person. And he is so damn good in this movie. Um, go check it out because it's, I, uh, it's it's awesome. And you could also watch the video version of it, like Anthony said, on YouTube as well. Um, anything else that I want to plug? Yeah, you know, our Morbius review is out too if you want to go check that out. If you're feeling brave, uh, you can go listen to our review. Uh, but like Shay said, we do have a new review out on the movie podcast, Apple Podcasts feed from Nate Drake, who uh, I believe stars in the PlayStation uh, video game series as well. Uh, he says, really likable guys who provide some great review commentary and thoughtful interviews. Five stars. Love it. Uh, thank you so much for that. And of course, like Anthony said, if you want to give us a five star review 
on Apple Podcasts. The show notes uh, has our link to our show or however you're listening to this, drop us a five stars. It really helps us grow and get our show in front of more people because we really want to keep building a great big uh, movie community here um, with the movie podcast. Uh, This week on the movie podcast feed, you'll be able to hear our thoughts on The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, which is the new Nicolas Cage film. You'll be able to hear our thoughts on The Bad Guys, which is a brand new DreamWorks animation film. And then on Friday, um, I had the pleasure of speaking uh, to uh, the Polar Bear team, not the Polar Bear itself, sadly, but the Polar Bear team uh, from the new Disney Plus uh, documentary series, which is going to be on uh, Disney Plus April 22nd, this Friday for um, Earth Day. Um, we had the pleasure of talking to, let me just grab their names because I don't want to mess them up, Alistar Fa- uh, Father Harrell and Jeff Wilson. Uh, so I really am thankful for them to for joining us on the show. And uh, I really implore you all to check out that documentary on Friday on Disney Plus because it's a really interesting one, uh, really emotional, very moving. Um, and it's just beautiful. It's one of those docs that I, I was watching on my TV and I was just kind of lost in the imagery of the nature of the of the North Pole and then seeing these bears as well. So they um, they put their heart and soul into these films. And I definitely want you to check out the interview and then or sorry, watch the documentary, then check out our interview because it's uh, it's a great one. That's all I got for you guys. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I think what, is, what was it last week or two weeks ago? We did do a little like uh, a little picture of Shay being eaten by a, a polar bear. Yes, that was uh, that was the uh, our, my original pitch for the um, the album. So I guess the podcast artwork, but uh, we did not get that cleared through the polar bear community. It was, it they, was Ramadan, they decided Ramadan, so they said, yeah, no. they said we if he no, can't they eat, said, we can't eat. Yeah, that's but exactly it, it what the polar bear though. said. It was it though. No, because it's it's currently actually daytime all day in the North Pole, yes, so they yes, have yeah, not right. been able to yet. Get your calendars right. No, yeah, no sun setting yet there. Uh, but that's all I got for you. I, I mean, I think it's there's a lot going on still, but there's going to be even more very very soon. We're excited to share more. Oh, also, uh, we have some great merch that we also just dropped on uh, on our website. You could check it out in our show notes below. We're partnering with the good folks over at Bonfire uh, for shirts and long sleeve t shirts. So there's lots there to check out in a lot of different colors i'm wearing one right now but you can't see but i can tell you that it's very very comfortable so but if you uh, if you want to if you watch our go fantastic beast review for secrets of dumbledore you'll see me wearing yes. a green one yes so there's lots of different color options they're very comfortable and of course if you use the promo code movie you'll get 10 percent off your order uh and it goes a long way in helping us keep our lights and the mics on here at the show and uh, just that's a great way to support the show and also look stylish while doing it so definitely do that Thank you, Daniel. So, everyone, go buy a t-shirt after this episode and uh, watch the Polar Bear interviews that are coming out this week. That's it. Yeah. Let's get into the news. It sounded okay on my end. It did sound okay. But, again, we'll see once the edit comes out. First news story. This is going to piss off a lot of those Snyderverse people. Oh, boy. Warner Brothers Discovery exploring overhaul of DC Entertainment. This is coming from Brett Lang and Matt Donnelly of Variety. The new owners of all things Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman are exploring an overhaul of DC Entertainment. Multiple sources close to the situation told Variety. The move would potentially affect DC's feature film development in Warner Brothers Pictures Group, streaming series at Warner Brothers Television and Creative Arm within DC Proper all in an effort to have a desperate elements 
more closely aligned in order to maximize the value of the superhero stable, one often seen as punching up against Marvel. Discovery insiders believe that although DC has achieved cinematic success with recent films such as the as Aquaman and the Batman, it lacks a coherent creative and brand strategy. Discovery believes that several top-shelf characters such as Superman have been left to languish and need to be revitalized. They also believe that projects like Todd Phillips' Joker and Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn are a shining example of how second-build characters from the DC library can and should be exploited. So this is huge news because, you know, we just came out of the Batman and we, we have Aquaman coming out and Shazam and all these DC and the Flash. And we're just wondering how these movies will ever interact with one another, even Batgirl, which is coming out on HBO Max. So, you know, with this news and this, this idea that let's make it cohesive and let's make it more streamlined, very similar to the Marvel universe that we've we've come accustomed to let's build it very similar to that i'm going to start off with daniel and kind of get his insights on where he is with this this theme of of the dc universe being kind of put into a cohesiveness listen i think it's no surprise that the last 10 years literally um, of the Warner Brothers DC film world has been everywhere. You know, they Warner Brothers was in a really good spot uh, for a few years with Nolan at the helm of Batman because they weren't really focused on building other properties. We almost had a Justice League movie in 2009 that almost happened with um, George Miller mm-hmm. directing um, and Army Hammer's Batman. But uh, it's 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 interesting where we are now because you know we saw them try and la- launch green lantern in 2011 and that was kind of a taste whether you like it or not of how critics are kind of are were responding to the late like what's to come with dc right that green lantern film was not great it had some cool elements in it and then you get man of steel which is a very i would say controversial film in the sense that it's beloved by a lot it's disliked by a lot and henry cavill as superman was never really given his moment, his time in the sun to really become that beacon of hope because in his next film, wasn't even a solo film, they killed off uh, his character. And that's a lot to do in one movie. You look at Batman vs. Superman, you're introducing a weird political plot against Superman. You're having Batman introduced, who's not just a new Batman, he's a Batman who's been around for like 20 plus years. You have... uh, You have my goodness, you have Doomsday, you have Lex Luthor, you have so many things being introduced, and then you have Superman die, um, only to be resurrected in Justice League. And it's like, you're never given any time to really see Superman become that beacon of hope that we always want him to be, right? Or not enough time to kind of, like, relish in it. And then, those films do poorly at the box office, and DC is left to scramble after Batman vs Superman doesn't do well. After Suicide Squad isn't received well, it's probably one of the most hated comic book movies I've seen in a long time. And then Wonder Woman comes, and yes, we could we're going to get back on track. And then Justice League comes out, and obviously that's a whole other story. That's a whole other thing we've spoken about for years on the show. But 
here we are now and we had some we've had some really amazing movies like the suicide squad and peacemaker as a show set within the dceu but they're very much their own kind of they're 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 carving out their own part of that world they're within the dceu but they're also their own kind of worlds within it um and then you have something like aquaman which did really well was received pretty okay and was a fun movie and now we have everything going on with the flash and then ezra miller and then we have michael keaton coming back as batman and then ben affleck kind of dipping so it's just it's just such a mess and then obviously you you have to compare and look at marvel where marvel for better or for worse you're going to get a consistent movie out of them right you're going to get a, at least a consistently good time out of a marvel movie and they're building a universe. I don't necessarily think every DC film has to be within the same world. I don't think you have to tell a story that's all within the same universe. I don't, like, no offense, I would love to keep Matt Reeves's Batman universe just Batman characters, because I think that just works really well for that universe. But who knows what's going to happen? Right now, we're at a weird point where we're just waiting. And I'm not surprised that, that Discovery's coming in after this merger, and they're looking and being like, okay... We got to do something because we're sitting on some of the most iconic characters of all time and we're not doing anything with them. You know, on the TV side, yeah, you know, DC's doing a lot, but you have Superman who's just sitting there. You've had Henry Cavill who was casted as Superman back in 2011 or no, sorry, he was cast in 2010 as super, as as Superman. And we've gotten two and a half movies with him. You know, he or even feels like less because he's only comes in at the end of Justice League and Batman vs Superman. He doesn't really have a lot of lines. So it's like we're, we're sitting on a character that is the most known and iconic character and beloved superhero of all time. And we're not doing anything with him. And we got to like Superman should be number one priority to Warner Brothers right now. And I really hope with this merger. Sorry, I've been going on a long time. I really hope with this merger that. They see the potential they have in their library. They see the success they've had with a, a director like Matt Reeves coming in and being like, listen, you want me to be, you want me to tell a Batman story? He was, he was, he came on in 2017. His film didn't come out till five years later because they were crafting and working on telling a story, telling a Batman story that people would resonate with. And look at the success the Batman has had this year. You know, it's out today on iTunes. I'm sure I'm jealous of, us because we're recording this on easter sunday i'm jealous of us tomorrow being able to watch the batman at home but it's just funny that you know that took that, that movie took time to make and i hope that we get a creator we get a director we, we get a visionary come in to do the same thing for superman but i also think the biggest thing warner brothers needs is a kevin feige you need a kevin feige to come in there and start steering the ship regardless like i said regardless if this is a cohesive shared universe it doesn't have to be you could have a shared universe going on but you could also tell one-off stories like joker was like the batman was and it's going to be its own thing with spinoffs you don't need to have like a big big universe telling its own stories because even if you look at what marvel's doing right now a lot of their shows and movies don't really reference the other ones like you have moon knight which is telling a story within the marvel universe but it's not referencing anyone else right now and like that works like you could just tell a story but you need someone to come in there you need a producer don't put a director in charge of it because the director is only going to put their vision you need to have a producer an actual film producer come in there and be like i'm the head of i'm the president of dc films i'm going to help steer the ship and i'm going to help greenlight projects i'm going to help puts proper creators and proper directors 
at the helm of telling these stories and let them tell their stories. Don't get involved with the bullshit of the studio and all of that, because that also unfortunately plays a big factor into the quality of what happened to a lot of DCEU films over the last few years. But yeah, there's a lot of work to be done and I hope discovery uh, really comes in there and helps steer the ship. If I can ask you a question, Daniel, who would you like to take control of this, this whole world? And and that's the thing. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, if you asked me who Kevin Feige was 20 years ago, like, I would have only said, oh, he was, I see him in the credits for X-Men or for Spider-Man. You have to put somebody who I think wants to be there. I, 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 you know, I've seen a lot of people say, you know, put James Gunn in charge or put Zack Snyder back in charge or like, no, these guys are directors. They want to make movies. You got to put like, that's why you don't see Kevin Feige directing movies. Cause he, you need somebody who's going to be the overseer of what's going on. The, the, you know, like the temperature checker, the person who's going to make sure that everything is working smoothly. You don't get to where Marvel is. We're pumping out shows and pumping out movies, four movies a year, five shows a year now without having somebody at the helm. And now he has a lot of other people working with him, Kevin Feige, because that's a lot to do for one person. Mm-hmm. You got to get a producer in there, somebody who is young and hungry and wants the DC universe to succeed. I don't think you put a director in there. You need to get a proper film producer yeah. um, to really help steer that ship. Because there's, again, this is DC comics. This is like the original comic book when you think about it for a lot of people right like this is where comics begin and end is action comics with superman you know like that is not begins and ends but i mean like that is the starting point of what popular comic books look like and superman still that superman symbol i'm looking at it on shay's wall right now i'm looking at one behind me right now that is the most one of the most known symbols in the entire world. You show that to anybody in the world no matter what country they're from what background they are they know who that is Mm -hmm. and you have that in your library and you're not doing anything really with it. You got to, you have to. Yeah. Jeff Johns was supposed to be that person. Right. And then, yeah. You know, and and, it, and it's all, funny that all his stuff came out. Yeah. And it's funny. Jeff Johns as well worked with Kevin Feige for Richard Donner. Yeah. He worked on Richard Donner's uh, production company and Jeff went to DC. Kevin went the Marvel route and, but Jeff still, again, even though he's credited as producer, he's not a producer like Kevin Feige is. He's been working in the comic book worlds, which again, that's great because you want to take inspirations from the comics, but you need a producer. You need a film producer at the helm of this. That's the only way of doing it. What about you, Shay? How do you feel about this merger? Yeah, I mean, I, I think Daniel touched on um, everything, uh, but uh, no, I, sorry. I, no, no, it's okay. No, I'm just joking. Um the, I, I think that what it really kind of comes down to is you need a producer. You just need someone who's passionate about DC Comics. You need someone who's going to tell the story. And I was seeing tweets about like, oh, Jim Lee should do it. Jim, Jim Lee's an artist. Why would we have him as a producer? Yeah. Put What's some, Jim Lee going to do? Yeah, <laughs> you, you need somebody that you're going to be like, who the hell is this? Because that's, that's what's going to actually make dc kind of move forward need somebody you've never heard of just like how we had never heard of kevin feige we have to have never heard of this producer but this producer needs to come from a good background they've at least had to have produced some good movies and just they need to have a vision whether you want to do a dceu or not i mean like at this point it doesn't matter like like whatever wb decides to overhaul with they got to stick with that one thing and i think that's kind of what's made their universe or their whole bag so trash and clearly what's worked so far is the 
the standoff single films like you doing a joker too you do another batman so on and so forth if they maybe just make now the aquaman series shazam series or wherever they're kind of going forward their own stories not not connected to the other world sure you can name drop uh, uh, you know a superhero in there why not but make it your own thing that might work now if in the next 10 years you want to go back and retry the whole um shared universe thing you have my blessing but just Go in not trying to beat Marvel. Go in trying to make your own thing. Yeah, I think, you know, I was just watching Moneyball recently, and I was just like, I was thinking of that line Brad Pitt says, and he's like, if we try to play like the Yankees in here, we're going to lose to the Yankees out there. And that literally is what Mar- what DC did. And when they announced back in 2014, I'll never forget this day. It was just a random ass day. You know, we just came off of, Marvel putting on their first showcase. I don't know if you guys remember this back in 2014, Marvel put on a showcase in October where they announced, Hey, this is what the next phase of the Marvel film world is going to be. And they announced Captain America civil war or serpent society. At first they announced, you know, we're doing the black Panther film. We're doing a captain Marvel film. We're doing um, infinity war part one, part two. And that was such a celebration and then you have DC coming out a couple weeks later saying, hey, guys, this is a press release. And then we find out, hey, Ray Fisher is going to be Cyborg. Ezra Miller is going to be The Flash. And it's just so unceremoniously announced. And you're like, where's the fanfare of this? Where is Again, and I know this is in the past, but we're still paying for the sins of that now because we have a Flash film that just got delayed. We have an Aquaman film that was just delayed. We have Shazam coming out this year, which we're excited for. But there's just so... And then Warner Brothers, again, I feel bad for them sometimes because, yes, a lot of stuff they that happens to them is self-inflicted. But also, you have a PR nightmare that happens with some of their leads in their films, right? What we're seeing with Amber Heard right now, with Ezra Miller right now, with everything going on with Ray Fisher right now. And then this everything happening with the Harry Potter side. Like, they have a lot of PR nightmares that happen on them. And it just, and it sucks. And, you know, the flash was supposed to be that reset points for this universe. I can't see them wanting to move forward with another flash film after this. Again, depends on how well the flash movie does, of course, but there's just a lot of controversy surrounding it right now. And it's going to be interesting when that film finally does come out next year, next June, is it? It's sure. next. I think it was next June. Cause I think Aquaman's in March. Like we're waiting all of this time. We are, it's going to be almost nine years to the day of, of Ezra Miller being announced as a flash. And this is only his first movie in nine years where we have, we've gotten how many iterations and and multiversal events happening on the Marvel side. It's just as, as all of us, three of us are DC fans. I grew up a DC fan first. Um, It's, it's, crazy to me that like how poorly and how mishandled this ip is and that's not saying i you know i was really enjoying what Zack snyder was doing but also i've made my peace with you know even though i re- was really enjoying it that's still not the direction i would have wanted to see this universe mm-hmm. go but i was still enjoying his movies but now it's like we have this weird divide where it's like restore the Snyderverse or reboot it at this point i don't think Zack snyder's not coming back to the dc world i don't think ben affleck's not coming back Ben Affleck's not coming back. I don't even think Henry Cavill's coming back. Because at this point, this dude is doing other stuff. He's doing The Witcher. He's doing other films and shows. Like, I don't think he needs to suit up as Superman anymore. As much as I want him to, I also feel like his time has kind of passed. It's been 10 years. 
Like, Man of Steel came out in 2013, and we haven't gotten a sequel to this movie yet. How how crazy is that? We haven't gotten a sequel to a Superman movie that came out in 2013. It's been longer now than it was between Superman Returns of Man, uh, Man of Steel. That was only seven years. It's going to be ten years next year, and there's not even a green light for a movie. Like this is this is craziness. Like they they need to. Like if I was Discovery coming in there, that would that would hundred percent be like, yeah, guys, like what what are we doing here? Like green light the movies that you want. I would love to see what Todd Phillips does with another black label DC film. Like again, I I remember us talking about. I would love to see a Lex Luthor movie. Like just call it Lex and do something cool with Lex Lexi. in the eighties. Lex and it takes place in the eighties and he's just like crazy drugged out dude and coke and bradley cooper's lex luther like i would love to see that i think that would be a lot of fun but that just that's just one wild offshoot idea but when it comes to the justice league you don't have any more iconic characters than what's in that justice league right and i can't believe that we really haven't gotten much from it Mm. when like when we look at what's happening on the marvel side like everyone knows who moon knight is now everybody knows who you know all these other characters are within the DC, like Wanda and vision are like some of the most popular characters in the world right now. I, if you told me that 10 years ago, I would have not have believed you at all, but people are stoked for a Dr. Strange movie. Again, I've loved Dr. Strange my whole life, but it's crazy to me that Dr. Strange one made more money than justice league. And is like one of the most hyped movies of the year. And it's Dr. Strange. And like, it's crazy to me that this is the, you know, this is the turn and that's just the power of Marvel handling their brands and their characters with the respect and that they deserve. Right. That's just where we are right now. You know, Warner brothers, if I can like put an analogy is literally that drunk uncle oh. at the uh, family reunion. And there's, you know, the, the good uncle that you go to and that's Marvel and DC is the, the drunk uncle that yeah. You tend to watch, but you know it's very messy. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like this is this he is gives you money. Part. He gives you money. Yeah, he gives, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, like um, they they peaked in high school, right? Like they like they had their dark night moment. They were the they were the the bell of the ball for a long time. Everyone wanted to be Warner Brothers when they had Nolan in the Dark Knight, and now we're here. My my biggest fear is the Batman and it being like put into this mess, and hoping that. I don't know, Matt Reeves has some sort of contractual like paragraph saying my movie will not be part of this yeah. universe. I'm just hoping that's that happens. Like I just can't see that Batman or that universe being thrown into this multiverse that they want to create. I think the the, the idea of a multiverse, they need to like stall it for a good five or six years, seven years. And then just tell individual stories, and then you pick one movie, one movie out of these individual stories to start a multiverse where it kicks off, you know? Like, just one movie, it could be a Joker film, it could be a, a, a Black Adam film where it just starts. But I think this idea of trying to catch up to Marvel and create their version of a multiverse is, is not going to end well for them. Like even now, like even this idea of rebranding and putting this is this is a ten year like scenario that they need to go through. And I just can't yeah. see it happening anytime soon. I, I totally forgot Black Adam was gonna be coming out too. That was supposed to be this year. And it got pushed to this fall, I wanna say. Let me double check that. Um 
but yeah, it's like Black Adam's going to be coming out, and that's within the world of the DCEU still, I think, right? We, it, we, it seems like it's, it. They've said so. I mean, as of right but now. But it's not part of Shazam's world? Yeah. Right. Yeah, or... Uh, it, Yet, I mean, and he isn't going to apparently be in Shazam's not going to show up in this film. Um, yeah, this film got pushed to October of this year, it's supposed to be July. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it's this is kind of where we are. And again, this was a movie that was supposed to that was announced back in like t- 2006, <laughs> and we're only getting it now. And I get you know, The Rock's been busy, there's been a lot of different you know levels that this film has gone through, but it just seems like where are we where are we going with these characters that we're doing again like i i just i just wish there was a plan for for so long we've always been saying what's the plan and you know warner brothers will announce movies like oh remember um ava duvernay is going to do a new gods movie that's not happening anymore you know they said there was going to be a green lantern movie that was supposed to come out in 2018 that didn't happen a john stewart a john stewart like you know like it was you know it's like we we just have things that are announced and thrown at the wall and then they don't happen and it just like it's just so like i just feel like even now with michael keaton returning again i I'm, I love michael keaton as batman but it's just such a strange move to see him coming back because it's like this movie is from 30 years ago mm-hmm. and is that like they'll get you know older fans excited but are you gonna uh, like is michael keaton's batman gonna get like younger fans more interested no you know? like you're not going to see Michael Keaton as the Batman you want him to be because of his yeah he's, he's going to be the older Batman he's and also, we've already gotten an older Batman with Ben Affleck right? right we also saw like recently his suit leaked and it's just like well his suit looks like, very similar to what he wore well we'll say the 90s Batman with you know the the one neck piece I'm like why are yeah. we why can't you just give it like at that time it made sense because the technology and fashion they're just gonna yeah. Be, let him move his neck let him move his neck the guy's like (laughs) in his 60s and you're just like (laughs) stiff batman yeah give me a break yeah it's just it's very interesting we're in a really interesting spot so i'm I'm curious again we've seen a lot of change over the years doing this show we've started doing the show three years ago um i'm really curious to see where we're going to be a year from now after this merger is now finally done and i'm curious to see what changes have been announced we still don't have a sequel announced officially for the batman but we know one's going to be coming hopefully soon but it's going to be an interesting uh it's going to be an interesting couple of years or at least an interesting year seeing what changes discoveries are really going to start to implement because i think what warner brothers has going on right now with all of their content you look at hbo max we haven't really spoken about either how have you only launched one show on hbo max like a dc show you know what I mean? Like, again, I'm not talking about Young Justice because that was more like other, that was before HBO Max's time, that show. But you have HBO Max. You've launched a Peacemaker show, which we loved. I love that show. And again, it was successful off the, the success of the Suicide Squad, which critically did really well. Uh, how don't you have other DC shows ready to go? Like we had DC. Pl- sorry, we had Disney Plus on DC Plus. We had Disney Plus drop November 2019. Don't give them ideas. And then <laughs> DC Plus, uh, we almost we had that for a little while, which DC it Universe, was uh, yeah. DC Universe. Yeah, uh, we had a uh, you know Disney Plus drop in 2019, and it launches with The Mandalorian. And HBO Max didn't get Peacemaker until this year, two years later. 
right? Like you need like that content, that platform is great, but it's starving for original content. And we know that the Batman has spinoffs coming with the Arkham one and the penguin, but you know, where's your Harry Potter stuff on there? Where, which what I, I don't think they could do because for some reason they sold the TV rights to NBC, but where's all your other long platform stuff? I mean, realistically, as much as I'd want a Superman movie, you could still get away with doing a, a Superman long series show there too. Like there's so many options of telling these stories and you have that they have all the tools they need to do it. They just need to put proper directors and actors and writers into the fold to, you know, to tell these stories. Yeah, man. Like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just done with DC at this moment. Other than the Batman, everything else is just like, until something happens where we see a good change in actual leadership, because right now it's almost like running gun. Let's get this out. It doesn't matter. Let's get this out. Let's get this out. And it's not being cohesive enough. You're not going to build the the fan base that is. Yeah. And you're going to build a toxic fan base. And you see that with, you know, the Snyderverse. We do. Fan base, and, like, right? and, and, and here's the thing. We like Zack Snyder. I was, I'm, a, I'm a big Zack Snyder fan. I wasn't in love with what he did on the DC side of things, but when when I see fans clamoring for you know his Justice League Part Two and Three, and I'm like, though, like I could, t- I know why Warner Brothers got scared because if he pitch, if he's telling us, yeah, you know, Lois and Batman get together and have a kid, I'm like, why? Yeah, like why? Like people, like like we just want to see these characters the way we love them. Like not everything needs to be a different take or to subvert expectations. You know, like you don't need to do that with everything. You know, like I just feel like how 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 not, like I feel like the new trend is like okay, let's have Superman, but he's evil now, and people are like, yeah, but he's not really evil. He's he has more of a dark edge to him. Like no, but why can't he just be like? the happy hopeful boy scout that superman always is because we haven't seen that on the movie side in so long even superman returns in 2006 it was superman trying to find his way back to the worlds it's like like why like i don't want to see the nightmare worlds and again this is me talking personally so you could send me hate all you want but like i just want to see a world where these heroes can do good and save people and save the world and you know interact with one another like i don't want to see batman you know teaming up with joker and deathstroke and having to take down an evil superman it's like this like why like it's not that's not yeah. fun like that's Too that's complicated. just it's it's interesting sure like that that post-credit scene or that the ending of Zack snyder's justice league it's interesting but i'm like i wouldn't trade that for a good justice league movie mm-hmm. you know i wouldn't want i wouldn't trade that for a, a, a fresh hopeful superman or justice league movie hell no We'll see what happens in the next couple of years and, you know, we'll have the information as it goes along. But let's move on to our next story because I'm tired of the DC. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Batman's out today on uh, on iTunes and Crave. Yes. And HBO Which Max. Which is amazing. And HBO Max. Second news story, Amazon hosts first ever Prime Video presents Canada, Ve- Canada events spotlighting 10 new Canadian originals. And this is coming from Bradley Shankar of Mobile Syrup. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Amazon held its inaugural Prime Video Presents Canada on April 13th, an upfront style event to spotlight many of the streamers' upcoming Canadian originals at Toronto's Massey Hall. Prime Video executives and partner talent took to the stage to unpack the TV shows and films that they're working on here in Canada. I'm going to kick it to Daniel where he's going to kind of like go over what 
we were, and we were actually part of this event, which uh, was really amazing. But I'm going to kick it off to Daniel, and he's going to tell us uh, more about it. Yeah. So uh, again, thank you to our friends at Prime Video Canada for for inviting this, uh, inviting us to this first and foremost. You know, we were honored to to get the invite, and I think what's what's so cool with Canadian content is that. Um, we're seeing a lot more of it in the world. I think when you look at Shit's Creek and how that kind of took the world by storm, um, I think every streamer and studios looking at that, and I think they want to have that su- that success. And I think it's cool that we're looking now outside of the you know the borders of the U.S. to tell great stories. And I think Prime Video first and foremost said that at their event that they said you know they're Cana- they're committed to telling you know, Canadian stories and also supporting Canadian storytellers. And that was great. Um, also, I just wanted to give a shout out to, to Brad Shankar as well. We see him at so many events, but we haven't spoken to him yet. But Brad, if you're listening to this, uh, hopefully we get to meet you soon, man, because we we're big fans of you. One time. We got a wave one time, I think, from Brad. Yeah, we just got to, we just got to we'll call Brad. Come, Brad, come on. Yeah. Hey, man, I was how waving you doing? and Brad waved back and I was like, we'll meet. And then that was it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so we we got the chance to attend this event last week at Massey Hall, which again, iconic, uh, iconic stage, iconic venue for Canadians. Um, and we just got to see a lot more than I thought we were going to see. You know, I think growing up in Canada, you're, we're so used to, you know, our our exports being sports and hockey and that kind of stuff but you know you see the shows that we we had growing up were a lot of things that were going to be cbc and you kind of get used to the the quality and the look of a cbc show not that there's anything wrong with it but that's kind of always what we thought canadian tv was and then you have shows that kind of break those molds like kim's convenience and Shit's creek and so many more um and then prime video is like you know what we're going to double down and tell these stories so seeing um, not just seeing the relaunch of Kids in the Hall, but actually seeing all of them on stage and seeing you know Mark McKinney and Dave Foley and Bruce, uh, uh, like and all these guys on stage again, like it's awesome to see that. And they were just talking about relaunching the show. Um, we had the chance to see a show from Mark Little uh, called Gary and His Demons, which we were just cackling of laughter at uh shay especially shay you were a big fan of gary and his oh, demons man, that, that little uh teaser we saw from that show absolutely made me laugh it reminded me of if i really liked rick and morty <laughs> and <Anthony laughs> is, is sitting there like you bastard uh, i i don't think against rick and morty i've tried it for some reason doesn't stick with me but here's the thing this show at least so far looks like it was sticking because it was making me laugh uh, <laughs> uh but yeah it had it had vibes of rick and morty and harley quinn and you know like the bu- boys diabolical um animated series uh we got to see uh you know we got to see the cast and meet the cast and the show from the lake which looks really great as well too uh the unsolved murder of beverly lynn this is a, a murder that took place in oshawa ontario in 1974 it's a four-part documentary series, and this looked fantastic. Well, it looked very grim, but it looked like it was just a really well-produced, like murder, uh, like a true murder crime. true crime documentary, yeah. right? So, uh, we have this to look forward to in May. Uh, we also had the film Sugar, you know, premiered trailer, um, and we got to see uh, this. This is uh, based on a true story where these two like influencers become like 
the center of this drug trafficking case, uh, but it looked really interesting. And uh, we had some, some, there was some Canadian talent in there as well, too. Um, there's lots, there's, there was a lot that happened at this event and uh, any other standouts for you guys that, that, um, that come to mind? Well, you know, for me, I think seeing kids in the hall being coming back and actually, cause I remember them, like I, I didn't grow up with them, but I remember the times that I would see them. Uh, during the '90s, they were funny, and you know they did have that CBC look. But now they their 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 approach is more cinematic and more like like visually entertaining, yeah. which is really nice to see. Uh, there's a tragically hip documentary that's coming yes. out in the next 2024. Years, 2024, yeah. and they were uh, there. Yeah, and they were there. I think I think the investment Amazon Prime is putting into Canadian content is amazing i think you know it's an obligation for a lot of these streamers to continue to invest in the countries that they're streaming in like netflix and amazon prime even disney plus these are these this is what really connects you as like this big corporation because a lot of times when you're this big corporation you get disconnected you just make these big fancy fanciful films and or series and you don't really have a connection with the people who are watching it. So making this 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 content that is a Canadian based, Canadian owned, Canadian produced, and and acted is essential for those streaming platforms to continue their growth in that area. Yeah, and I think it's fantastic, and I I love the investment, and I hope they continue doing this, and you know a lot of other streamers take note and continue and do it as well. Yeah. So this is very similar to like this event, like what, what an upfront is where we see like CTV upfronts or CBC, like they'll give you a taste of what's to come. Um, this is the first time Prime Video has done it and I really hope they continue to do it. Uh, I did want to give a shout out to the show Three Pines, which stars Alfred Molina, uh, which is going to be coming out. It's a, it's a crime drama series that was filmed in Quebec. Um, that's going to be coming out next year. And then The Sticky, which is starring Jamie Lee Curtis. So we're also getting Canadian content that's attracting a lot of names and big names outside of Canada. When you think of yeah. Canada and the films that the films and shows that I'll shoot here, so many of the movies and shows that you love are made here. Um, and we always make that joke that Canada never gets to play itself in films. It never does where, but we're seeing, I think a resurgence of Canada playing itself, like with turning red and man from Toronto, which we'll be talking about a little bit more. Any other, uh, anything else stand out from this event for you, Shay, or any other thoughts on this event? You know, it was, uh, it was definitely getting to see kind of, Canadian media there and just to get an idea as to the commitment that at least that Amazon has made because you're right we're so used to kind of getting that really shitty end of the stick sometimes or you know being like hey we're gonna make a lot of Canadian content but it may not look the greatest but everything that I saw at the prime event was like wow that is they put a lot of work in there they put a lot of effort into here they want to make not just content for Canada but for the rest of the world with the Canadian name attached to it. And I think that was what made me the most excited about the whole thing. Um, you know, having those celebrities come out and just kind of talk about their, their experience being a part of this also showed a great level of commitment. It's crazy to think that we have Alfred Molina starring in a show that's, you know, Canadian based to have Jamie Lee Curtis executive producing a show that's Canadian based. So all these great things are showing that there is a bit more of a commitment to Canada. And I know that, you know, this year, especially we're getting some great Canadian, based content like we had turning red this year 
you know, totally based in Toronto. Um, we're going to be getting to it soon, but man from Toronto, whether that's going to be a good movie or not, um, it's still a movie about Toronto and has an A-list cast attached to it as well. So yep. there's definitely a lot more, um, you know, awareness being brought to Canada. I know right now I spoke specifically about Toronto and I think everyone in Canada always goes, Torontonians always think about Torontonians. Uh, but you know, we're, this is, this is the start. We kind of have to branch out and then we'll talk about everywhere else. We'll see a lot more shows based in Alberta. We'll be seeing shows in Vancouver. We'll be seeing shows on in, you know, the rest of Canada as well. So give me a show in none of it, you know, I would love show, to learn more yeah, about none of it. Give, give me a show in Halifax. Give me a euphoria in none of it. Euphoria and none of it. Yeah. Specific. I'll be honest with you. They just can't, that's, they just can't want trouble sleeping because it's daytime all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah no but it's, i need like some dramatic euphoria style elements but in a none but of they're it cold <laughs> okay okay all right but but that's cool i mean i'm down and, and like shay said like there's lots i think to look forward to this year and next year and the year, years moving forward um and i just hope like we've all been saying on this that you know other streamers you know take notice of this i know streamers in canada also have to have a certain amount of canadian content so why not invest where you're making all the shows already. You know, like, you know, we see a show like mm-hmm. The Boys, all shot in Toronto. That show is so unapologetically Toronto. Every <laughs> yeah. single shot in that movie, I'm like, oh, there's Young and Dundas. There's, there's Roy, Roy Thompson, Thompson Hall. Hall. There's, there's Canadian, Adelaide. They need a Canadian hero or villain. They need one. That, you know, and it's, and it's produced by, and it's produced by Seth Rogen. And it's like, this show cannot be more Canadian, but it's not Canada. <laughs> it's just so funny. Right. It's just so funny where we are. But yeah, it was a great event. And again, thank you so much to, to, uh, to Prime Video for inviting us. We had a great time and, um, it was, it was a big milestone for us too. I think just being there with all the other media outlets it was, uh, it was awesome seeing that. Yeah. It was awesome. Being like, there I think that was that. the biggest one for us too. Like just being able to be a part of it and just verifying ourselves and what we're doing and our investment into this world and the Canadian media world as well. It just shows a lot to us, which is great. Yeah. Um, our third news story and some sad news, passing of Gilbert Godfrey from a long-term illness at 67, best known for his role as Iago in Aladdin, Problem Child Movies, and The Aflac Duck. Very, very sad, very, very sudden. Um, I don't know if you guys have anything to say about his passing, but you know he's he was always part of my childhood growing up because he had that voice, that very particular voice that you could pick out from a crowd, and he had that look. And I always remember watching him in Problem Child, and he was always just the dude that gets murked by this kid, um, murked. <laughs> but yeah, it's just oh, it's yeah. sad. It's sudden. It's 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 tough. But I don't know if you guys have anything else to say. He's a he's a, just an iconic. Like, he had one of the most iconic voices in Hollywood, and obviously, um, it, it's sad anytime we we see the passing of someone that we, you know, we're so used to hearing in our homes and uh, loving the the entertainment they give us. And obviously, he was a, a brilliant comic as well. And it's it's uh, it's definitely sad to to see him go. But again, the 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 only comfort or the most comforting thing in this is that, you know, we're left with the legacy of, you know, the, the shows and the movies and the, the comedy that they, they leave behind. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he was an absolute icon. I mean, Gilbert Gottfried, you know, growing up in the nineties and early two thousands is, is, is a voice and name you hear about a lot. So, you know, Yago is, is such a synonymous character. We like Yago wouldn't be Yago without Gilbert Gottfried like that. You know, no. you couldn't make that character otherwise, just like Jeannie, and and robin williams so definitely um 
yeah, this was a this was this was sad. This was sad because we you know it's funny, he was just in Toronto, I think a week or two before he passed. Um, and he did a show here, so yeah, very sad. Let's move on to some quick updates. Percy Jackson's Disney Plus series cast Adam Project star Walker Scobell in lead role. Robbie Amell, Menger Zhang, Hugh Skinner, and Christelle Elwin have been cast in The Witcher Season 3. And Sony sells Man from Toronto to Netflix, which is what we were kind of alluding to in our previous conversation. (laughs) Which is interesting and strange that they've chosen this route. Uh, I remember actually when this was filming, I, I was driving... And I passed like an actual scene with Kevin Hart. And I think it was just Kevin Hart in that scene. But it was just like, that was before the pandemic. That was 2019. This this movie has been on the back burner for a very, long, mm. very, very long time. Yeah. Um, and then I think they started, re- they were doing reshoots and stuff last year. Because I, I remember they were shooting, I think, in Milton. They were doing yeah. some uh, from, yeah, shoot, they, been, from shots been, for and everything. They've been shooting, I'd say, like quite, like pretty much like, I think, end of 2019 or at least 2020 they were shooting yeah. yeah and then uh yeah but it's it's interesting too it's another toronto-based movie that's being sold to a streamer which is or to, or being sent to a streamer which is uh yeah which is interesting it's sad but it also i think you know if i can take my bias out of it here sony loves selling a lot of their movies that won't you know do financially well in theaters to netflix they have a great partnership with them um and if we really think about it again we haven't seen anything from man from toronto um but comedies especially right now during the pandemic are not selling like hotcakes so they might find more success on netflix for sure netflix is an interesting place as well because again netflix the conversation lasts for about a week or less and then people move on so curious to see how this kind of goes hopefully it's a good movie but I think Kevin Hart films especially do really well on Netflix. They do. And they, so I think Netflix saw this and Sony has sold a couple of their films to Netflix mm-hmm. now. Um, you know, most recently, I think being the Mitchells versus the machines, there could be some other ones. Um, so I'm not surprised that this happened because like Shay said, um, a lot of comedies do their best numbers on streaming services mm-hmm. now because people mm-hmm. just want to put on a comedy and have a good time. Um, I will say though, some really cool news out of this Robbie Amell and Monger Zong, who, both two people who are connected to our show with, uh, you know, Robbie Amell we had on our show la- uh, last year and Young Lee, who's married to Monger uh, Zhang, who also briefly cameoed in our interview with him uh, behind the scenes. for the Shang-Chi behind the scenes um, was uh, was on our show. It was cool. It's cool seeing them do well. And it's great seeing Monger out there, like getting more roles, because I can't believe Shang-Chi was her first acting gig and she was so good in that movie um so it's awesome to see her you know joining the witcher world with henry cavill who is doing really well with that world too mm-hmm. even um i want to mention walker scoble who's yeah saw him in adam project and he he really shined in that movie stole a lot of the scenes uh to get his own disney plus series which is that percy jackson's um based on the percy jackson books i guess um but yeah that's pretty cool I'm going to kick it off to Shabazz for some box office. Cha-ching. 
<laughs> it's so creepy the way that's you do a, that. That's a very like deep You know why? The reason why is because we don't have official numbers. You know, it is Easter Sunday. He has risen, and unfortunately, the box office has not risen yet. So we don't have <laughs> official numbers uh, for the box office at the moment. But we can kind of go based off of some predictions at the moment. I, I thought you were going to say something like, you know, Jesus may be alive, but the Fantastic Beast is dead. Well, <laughs> like, I, I, know, I debated kind of toying around, but I feel like we'll have. Snyderverse fans on us already for this episode. I don't need the yeah. Christians and the Catholics after me this this month as well. Or the Fantastic Beast fans if they're out there. <laughs> I'll be honest, Daniel. Spoiler alert: not many. So oh. let's get into let's get Ayo. into uh, let's get into what's going on here. This is from Rebecca Rubin of Variety. Fantastic Beast: The Secrets of Dumbledore, the third entry in the Harry Potter franchise spinoff series, uh, is expected to debut at least forty million from four thousand two hundred North American theaters. Those ticket sales should be enough to surpass competition unless last weekend's champion Sonic the Hedgehog 2 powers to another strong turnout at the movies. The Paramount's kid-friendly sequel opened last weekend to a huge $72 million, and it could add another 30 to $40 million in its second outing. So it's going to be close for sure. This week is what we're, we're seeing, but um, I feel like Fantastic Beasts just by hair will kind of surpass it, but yeah. it's going to be super close, and I, I, I think what we need to focus on here is how devastatingly disappointing and sad that a f- that a, a franchise that is connected to the Wizarding World could debut so low and so close to comparison to another film that's on its second week. Yeah, and I mean, mm-hmm. w- let's look at you know if we look at Fantastic Beasts open to seventy four million, which is a great opening weekend, but it's for a new franchise. But it's also it's not Harry Potter numbers. No. Uh, and then you have Crimes of Grindelwald, which open to 62 million and now we have um the secrets of dumbledore opening to 40 it's like this is a steep decline each and every time and the crimes of grindelwald like typically we see sequels making more in their the sequels making more opening weekend than their predecessors and this is a steep decline lower and lower and lower and this isn't just like even yeah this factoring the pandemic sure but even then, Fantastic Beasts wasn't lighting the world on fire or wasn't really exciting a lot of people and Harry Potter fans. And here we are with this. You know, we, we spoke a lot about this in our review. So definitely go check out our review of uh, The Secrets of Dumbledore. But there's not a lot to be excited about if you're a Harry Potter fan right now. Like, I have a better time. The only thing Crimes of Grindelwald and Secrets of Dumbledore made me want to do is rewatch the original films, not <laughs> stay and invest my time in these new and, ones. And that's the thing. Like, like when... When we finished, I, I, I'll be honest, it's been a few days since you watched uh, Secrets of Dumbledore, but I can't remember a single thing from that movie. I, I couldn't recall the events of that film. It has not placed a, a single hold in my mind at all. Mm-hmm. No. Wet. And it's like, you have this branding of Fantastic Beasts, which isn't a great... Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is a great, maybe, first movie. But to call this movie, it's like these, the titles of these films are contradictory, you know, like Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald, Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore, like these things don't align, you know, like these, like they're, they're not aligning. And like we said in our review, it just feels like you're trying so hard to connect the Fantastic Beasts, you know, Newt Scamander worlds into these Harry Potter backstory that it's just so strange. And again, it's another Warner Brothers movie. That's like, yeah, let's have this weird political thing in it. It reminds me so much of Batman vs Superman. I'm like, why do we have this weird political thing going on right now? Like, this isn't fun. It ri- reminded me of Rise of Skywalker. It was just like yeah. making it up as it went. 
Yeah. Shay, you were going to say something, sorry. No, I was just going to say that you're absolutely right. Like, like when you have this, this third movie, I think, had the loosest connection to, to Fantastic Beasts. It was so appalling. When you're, you're looking at the movie, you're like, so far, there are no beast-related things in this movie, but the movie tries to shoehorn a plot device involving a creature and that, that it, it just felt silly. It felt like this is how you're going to tie the world together. This is how you're going to force a beast into this movie. It made no sense. It was actually stupid. Yeah. I'm telling you the drunk uncle Warner brothers the drunk <laughs> uncle, <laughs> just stumbling in and just shooting out movies oh, without any okay. like rhyme or reason. Yeah. What'd you think? I was going to say. I think shooting, just shooting. And I was like, oh, God. Where's Uncle <laughs> Oh, <Tom?"> no. Drunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to move on oh. to some trailers. 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 Got a bunch of trailers. Uh, I'm going to go through them and then we'll talk about them. Strangers thing, Stranger Things Season 4. Crimes of the Future, which is a David Cronenberg-directed film starring Viggo Mortensen, Leia Sado, and Kristen Stewart. Marcel the Shell with Shoes from A24. Operation Mincemeat, Netflix film, uh, World War II drama starring Colin Firth. Pause the Fury, The Legend of Hank, which is an animated animal sci-fi flick starring Michael Sarah and Samuel L. Jackson. Samurai, not sci-fi. Sorry, samurai. (laughs) (laughs) It's a sci-fi samurai. No science fiction in this one. Well, these animals are talking, so there is a sci-fi element to it, That's fiction. My dog talks. Yeah. (laughs) Daniel, come in here. Come in here and argue with Anthony. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We got The Duel, which is a dark comedy starring Karen Gillan and Aaron Paul. Kids in the Hall, which we talked about, uh, which will be an Amazon Prime series starring the original cast. And Senior Year which is a Netflix comedy starring Rebel Wilson. Quite a bit of trailers. I think the first and foremost one we're going to talk about is Stranger Things Season 4. That trailer came out was the last week. Um, yeah, earlier trailer, this week. We know there's going to be two more seasons, this season and another one, which is going to be a culmination of one big show. Uh, yep, yep. Uh, each, and you know we're ep- going to get spinoffs too eventually. And we're going to get spinoffs. Know? Each episode is like an hour long. I'm going to ask Shay, how did he How did he feel about this season four trailer? So, you know, I, for, for a while I'd say I was, um, I, I, I was kind of at peace with Stranger Things. You know, season three ended and it had, it's been 40 years, I think, since that season ended. So I was like, oh, okay, like season four comes, sure, why not? And then we got, you know, that first teaser, like way back of Hopper just in Russia, um, who knows what he's doing, kind of a bad place to be right now, uh, just kind of getting things ready. And then we got another teaser, but this trailer... Man, this trailer was hot. Like this, I really liked this trailer. It was super cool. Uh, it got me really, really pumped, and it kind of gave me a different direction of what the series is going for. It almost feels like now it's going full blown horror, where before they definitely, you know, dipped their toes into it. But this feels like, you know, it's like an actual horror movie. It's got that haunted house creepy effect. It's got this creepy, you know, character at the end who I think is the the dude from season three, the brother. Um, yeah, but man, yeah, this looks 
This looks really cool. They definitely do look really old, though, the kids now. Like, I think some of them have kids of their own at this point. Yeah, 100%. they definitely look older, yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, they they have the, that haunted house. It kind of reminds me of it. It reminds yeah. you of, like, Rosemary's Baby and The Exorcist. Like, it kind of gives me those vibes. It gave vibes me those vibes, house. exactly. Yeah. It, just, it looks really cool. And I think uh, it looked very intense. There's a scene where they're flying a plane or something. Like, hey, if chipmunks can fly planes, then why can't we have Stranger Things fly planes? That's what That's I said. true that's what i uh, that's that's the motto yeah. um yeah this this show it looks great again it's it's been so long you know stranger things season three came out in 2019 our first year of this show we were, we were young and we, it's were, been, we were as young as them when the show came out we we, we were <laughs> you know we have kids I of our own as young now. as hopper <laughs> yeah you know um and shay you know and that's a great point anthony like you know shay mentioned that hopper teaser trailer you know what year that came out in february 2020 yeah. over two right years ago over two years ago, we got a teaser for this season, and now it is finally coming out very soon, next month. I think it looks great. It looks, I think it's everything you want Stranger Things to be, but it's all, I'm also in that place where I'm like, it's been a long time. I've lost that excitement level for it, but I know once I start watching the show, I'll be excited again. But like going into it, I'm just like kind of waiting for it to happen now. Yeah, like it's, you know, seeing it, seeing this series come to an end. Um, I'm super excited for, I'm super like, you know, when a movie or a series like this takes its time coming out and actually focusing on the characters and focusing on the story elements, um, I'm, I get super excited for it, you know, cause you know that they're spending all their time making this happen and not rushing it to production. Um, but yeah, the trailer for me was fantastic. There's like this necromancer dude that's going to, seems like he's coming out of that world and going to be the main antagonist for these these group this group of kids i just hope to see them all together again like i I was telling you the other day that i'm not really happy when when stories that involve groups of people for instance like star wars or even harry potter they all go and do their separate stories within the story i just want them to be together because i i have fun like that like it reminds me of the goonies goonies never broke apart they all stuck together as a team Season three, they were spread out a lot. Season three, they were really spread out for sure. But I hope they they stay stick together. I know it's a big cast, but um, I would love them to be all as one. Um, any other trailers that stand out? I, I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna say Marcel the Shell with shoes. Huge trailer for me. Fantastic. It's an A24 production. It looks like it's animated or stop motion. Yeah. Um, starring this shell that goes on an adventure of a lifetime and. It's so cute and it just lives in this real world. It watches 60 minutes it, and yeah. I think it's just... I think it's going to turn dark though. Like, I think there's going to be like a, a turning point for this movie. You don't have A24 produce this film and it not oh, turn into something. Of, they've made nice things. It's what have they made that's, uh, that's, that's not a little sad? Look, if you watch the or first dark. half of... If you watch certain minutes of Midsummer, it's really, really sweet. Yeah, it's a really sweet story. Yeah, there's definitely going to be something. There's going to be a weird, fucked up no, element in no, this movie. No, it's going to be sweet. Sure. No, man, it's going to be. Sweet. All right, guys, you think this is going to be a kids movie? This is going to be their A 24s first kids movie. Just, just why not? Of course, sex every few minutes in the movie. What's it's going a on? shell, man. <laughs> it's a seashell. Yeah, don't, shell. Mean, don't don't ruin Anthony's shell movie. I've never it's seen so Anthony cute. by the way this excited about anything in my life. Like, there's Batman, and then there's this. Marcel the well, shell I, with shoes, and I'm not gonna I lie, Anthony, just, I'm with you because this trailer, it it really got to me. It made me bumping, it, eh? It it, it it was bumping, hundred percent. Yeah, and this is also it's also based on a short film, right? That came out, yeah, 
um, 10 years ago almost, or more than 10 years ago, and then yeah. now it's a feature-length film. Who's voicing Marcel Deschel again with shoes? Uh, Jenny Slate. That's it. That's it. And yeah. I love we love Jenny Slate here on the show. We do. She also is a co-story, uh, co-story uh, writer on it. Yeah, she was also oh, great cool. in something that we watched a lot or loved, Everything Everywhere All at Once, who, if you haven't yeah, seen that film true. yet, what the hell are you doing? What, you need to stop. What are you what doing, doing with your life? Pause this stop. episode right now, because I guarantee you it'll be still there when you come back. Go and watch the movie. Even if the movie hasn't started yet, go to a theater and wait. Yeah. Uh, quick, I just want to give a quick shout out to Crimes of the Future. David Cronenberg making a movie again with that cast. I'm stoked. It looks like Isn't it's going it to be fucked Fantastic up. Fantastic Beasts in the Crimes of the Future? Or is, did they change I'm it? not going to lie. I was looking at it. I'm like, is this a Fantastic Beasts spinoff? Uh, Dude, but yeah, it's so fucked up. It looks so super fucked up. It looks that I heard the ending people were walking out of. I'm here for it. I love David, David Cronenberg. And a fellow Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> David Cronenberg surprise. movie. I would never I have expected that. But wait, we shall see. We shall see when it comes out. And again, he's another Canadian just icon. So love it. Another trailer that I liked this week was The Duel starring um, Karen Or Gillian. Just Duel. Just Duel. Oh, sorry. Duel. Yeah. Starring uh, Karen Gillian. She's She plays... Um, like a clone version of herself. No, but what's her character in the Marvel universe? Oh, um, uh, Thing. She plays... Um, Nebula. Oh, Nebula. Nebula. Yeah. Yeah. So she plays... so. Karen's character is dying and I guess when you're dying you can clone yourself but then she realizes that she's not dying so now her clone has been created and they have to fight each other that's like part of the policy of having a clone they have to fight to the death they have a duel yeah and Aaron Paul's in it who teaches her how to like battle people or fight say, fight um, same guy, same director who directed The Art of Self-Defense. So, it is... Yeah, the Jesse Eisenberg movie, right? Yeah, which is... Also was really funny. Probably a dark comedy as well. Um, but yeah, that It was, looks fun. Clones are in right now, man. A lot of clones. Yeah, clones I feel like, hot. you know, clones are coming back. Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, the clones. I'm a clone, <laughs> you're a clone, everyone's a clone. <laughs> That's the thing with clones. You just don't know. Do you kill clone? Even though... They, you can't, I can't, I would never be able to trust a clone of myself. Never come across a clone. I know myself. Never come across a clone yet. Yeah. I trust, I know myself. I wouldn't trust myself. Yeah. See, that's surprising, Shay, because that, that says a lot to us because we think we know Daniel, but we clearly don't. I would. It's not that. No, no, no. Oh, wait, you guys on. know me, but you don't know the. Hold on. What? Wait, sorry, I, 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 I misunderstood on, the, sorry, question. Wait, what's the question. Again? <laughs> Are we saying if we kill Daniel? Because I already said yes. No. How do you know you haven't killed me already? Damn. You look dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you crying, Daniel? <laughs> I'm okay. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, it's a... Uh, clones are interesting. Yeah. I want to yeah. trust I clones. Would I would kill your clones. Like, I would know which yeah. one is your clone as well. How would yeah, you know? Like, you, you, you could exactly so, the same. But here's the thing, though. But they don't have the same We wouldn't be... We would be able to... We'd be able to, like, I wouldn't be able to kill my other clone, my own, myself, but I'd be able to kill your clones. Yeah. So we would have to trade off and kill each other's clones. What, what, if, we like, what yeah. if we like the clone more than the real person? Then we'd kill the real one. So, <laughs> Anthony, I'm Just sorry. Right. I feel like your clone would be cooler. <laughs> yeah. uh, it reminds me of the end of, like, Scott Pilgrim when he's just, like, w- walking, like, hanging out with the dark yes, one himself. Yes, he's yes. like, yeah, man. So, like, we're just going to, we'll hang out, we'll get some to eat. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great sequence. Great reference. Out this week, we got. The Batman, which will be on iTunes and HBO Max and Crave, all in 4K, all in Dolby Vision, all with extras if you buy the iTunes version. Uh, I think there's a specific commentary track, director yep. commentary track, exclusive just iTunes. for the iTunes uh, purchase. 
Go buy it. It is the best movie. You know, I was looking at Oscar predictions of 2023, I guess, like what they're predicting for 2022, 2023. The Batman's not on it. And I'm very disappointed. Yeah, I wouldn't worry. I, yet. I wouldn't worry yet. It's just predictions. I know. Predictions are stupid. Yeah. We also got The Northman. We have a review out for it. What are you doing? Go listen to it. If not, watch the film, then go listen to it. Um, we all enjoyed it. North Norse mythology, some really deep David Eggers film. Or Robert Eggers. Robert Eggers <laughs> film that dives into like some real crazy stuff. Yep. We got the bad guys. Ocean's Eleven meets some animals. <laughs> we'll have a review out for this week for that one. We have another yeah. And then we also have Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. It's Nicholas a lot of Cage the movies, eh? Nicholas Cage. <laughs> it's like the Batman, the Northman, the bad guys, the unbearable weight of massive talent. That's like we'll the whole, have a that's the whole title of the film, by the way. That's just yeah. one movie. Yeah. It's like <laughs> we'll have a review for that out this week as well. Yeah. On Tuesday. I'm just glad we've seen all these films and we have these reviews in the bank right now because oh boy. Like that'd be a lot. Yeah, it's so a lot. Glad it's, it's a lot. Glad it's already. <laughs> what are we watching? We're gonna start off with Shay. What are well, you watching? Well, you know, we haven't been on a main episode in a bit of a while now. I think one, one or two weeks now has been. How long has it been? Two, two weeks. weeks? Two yeah. weeks off. Um, but uh, there's a lot that we have in here. So, uh, Sonic 2, Massive Talent. Uh, where did my list go here? Ah, the Northman. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. The Northman, The Bad Guys, Secrets of Dumbledore. Um, I finally finished The Dropout, and I, and, I, and I need to gush about this show just a little bit here. Um, it was fantastic. Like it was so damn good. And I think I'm so bloody impressed by Amanda Seyfried. I think she was so phenomenal and it didn't hit me as to how good she was until I started watching videos of Elizabeth Holmes after, because I didn't remember too much about Elizabeth Holmes. I mean, I'd, I'd watched a bit when everything was happening on the news, but I, it didn't resonate with me because I was like, Oh, I'm going to move on past this. Uh, but going back and rewatching a lot of her old interviews, Amanda Seyfried nailed the voice, the, 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 the mannerisms of the character as well. And the show is just very gripping, especially the second half of the series is, is so intense that I was like, I wanted to keep pushing through all the episodes. Uh, but man, it, yeah, what a, what a phenomenal show. Um, Naveen Andrews is fantastic in it as well. Uh, we have, it is a great cast, great show. If you haven't seen it, it is eight episodes and it is 100% worth your time. Really recommend it. It's on Hulu or Disney plus, um, stars in the Canada. Um, Barry season three is coming out soon. I want to say when do we know when it's coming out again? We don't it's know. Soon. I don't know. Um, it's soon, but I, I started watching that. Can't really say too much about it. Uh, then the, uh, April 24th. So next okay, week. Cool. So it's coming out soon. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it's, it's fantastic so far. Um, really excited to dive deeper into it. Once uh, the sh- show is actually out, uh, we have, is it cake? I don't know why I, so I spent I spent about a, I, I watched episode one and Daniel I mentioned I warned you man you I like, warned yeah, you you were like it's weird but you you can't take your eyes off of it so I watched episode one and I was like oh I bloody hell I can take my eyes off this thing and I didn't like it at all but then I was like you know what let me let me try again let me let me try one more time I ended up doing about six episodes of it and I was like hate watching it like I was like this is so stupid stupid but i couldn't stop i couldn't stop watching it and uh i I eventually had to stop at episode six because i I was 
I was done with the show. I couldn't do it anymore. And I was like, there's two more episodes left. I can't. I don't I don't care who wins at this point. Um, also, there's a new show coming out on Netflix called Bullshit the Game. And it's going to be with Harry Mandel. I, I watched about a couple episodes of that. And um, yeah, can't really say anything about that as well. Um, finally watched X. And I know that you guys, you know, I, I wasn't be able to be there that day. I was not feeling well. Um, but you guys told me, you know what? It's one of those movies that it, it lingers in your mind. And when you walked out of it, you were like, oh, that's okay. But then you guys were like, no, this is this is phenomenal. And I, I 100% agree with you. I think as soon as the film ended, I was like, yeah, that was really good. Uh, but, you know, it's okay a little bit as well. And then as soon as like an hour passed, I was like, holy shit. No, this movie is fantastic. Like I, I, was, I was hooked. I loved it. I, I don't want to go into spoilers, but it's available to rent right now through a streaming service, through um, whatever you know, rental services are out there online. Yeah, Cineplex, iTunes, Cineplex, anything, iTunes, yeah. I, yeah, Voodoo, Judo, whatever. All fantastic. Like, just go ahead, give it a listen. There, give it a watch. Sorry, uh, if you give it a listen, it's just screaming. To be honest with you, and I don't know if that's gonna, <laughs> I don't know if that's there's gonna of, really. There's a lot of like screaming and moaning. A lot of screaming and moaning. Yeah. Um, yeah, but man, but perfect, perfect <laughs> Easter film, you know? Yeah, perfect Easter film. It's it was great though. I absolutely loved it. It was so so good. I'm excited to eventually own it when it's available as well. And I have put in, I think, like 40 hours into Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. I finished all the main stories last night, so I uh, got to revisit the Rise of Skywalker, and it reminded me of immediately how bad. The movie was like I've been going back and replaying all the other stories in the Skywalker Saga games to 100% them, but I'm having so much trouble doing that with the Sky with Rise of Skywalker because the missions are just not compelling at all. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think that's that's pretty much about me. We've we've been putting a lot of hours into the the Rise oh. of oh, we've been putting a lot of uh, a lot of uh, hours into the Rise of Skywalker. Uh, the three of us. So I've been enjoying playing that at nighttime. The the three of us playing that. Yeah, it's like a it's like our little like Skywalk like Star Wars, Star Wars nights marathons. You know? you know, yeah, it's been a lot of fun playing them. What about you, Daniel? Uh, yeah, you know we've been off for a couple of weeks, so uh, a lot's been going on. I will talk about the things like that I I want to focus on. I do I you know I did turn another year older while we were off as well too, and we had a I want to say thank Shay and for planning a nice uh, surprise party and for for everyone being there and keeping it a secret for me when that oh. was a lot of fun. Uh, tell us, tell me about how I, I had to I had to get you there. <laughs> yeah, I mean you know Shay Shay just like was really trying to like spread the time out that day, so he was like. You know, you know, it just happened to be that it was April. My birthday is on April 3rd, but the party was April 2nd. So, yeah, Daniel, you know, uh, it's really important. Uh, you know, I would love to, you know, break my fast for Ramadan with you. Uh, it's really important. You know, the first, the first fast, fast to break it. <laughs> the first fast of Ramadan, you break it with somebody who's not of the Muslim faith. And I'm like, okay, uh, you know, outside <laughs> of Islam. I'm like, you know, Shay, you're, you're my best friend. I'll do it for you. No problem. Um, and then it was a surprise party and it turned out to be amazing. So it was just really funny how that all went down. And it was great. It's been it's been great. You know, I. I consider the whole month of April to be my birthday, so I'm still riding on a high off of uh, <laughs> off of that party. That was a lot of fun. I it's fall- so funny uh, how 
how gullible we are. I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I'm like, it's your, then it's when your, you look at ignorance. it, it's like, <laughs> yeah. well, well, what do they do in countries no, where there's uh, no... <laughs> <laughs> there's no people of other faiths. No, there's, yeah, not, there's like, always somebody. But also, yeah, I, I apologize to my fellow... They're just so busy that day. You know, like, you're like, man, the Catholics <laughs> and other Muslim I, I of full countries. I apologize to my fellow Muslims out there for uh, using our religion as bait for, for Daniel. Dude, but I, she I was telling to, us stories. I was, telling like, us, I was old telling testamenting us, yeah. them. I was like, yeah, well, I was, yeah. I was Abraham, I believe. Um, yeah. yeah, and I'm like, I don't know if to, what to trust anymore. You know, like I learned a lot about things that that are not true. And now I just question yeah, anything. Maybe it was Chase clone. We don't, tattoos, I just don't trust him. I, I did convince you guys to do that. It's so. part of it. It's yeah. part of it. Uh, but that day we also watched Sonic two, which you could catch a review for massive, uh, unbearable weight of massive talent. You could catch a review on Tuesday, polar bear. You're going to hear me talk a lot about later this week on Friday on earth day. So make sure you tune in for that interview. Um, the Northman, we have a review out too. There's a lot of the things that reviews are out for, uh, but I did want to say um, everything everywhere all at once. I did get to watch one more time. I took my dad to watch it. What a film. What an amazing movie. Go watch it. It's number two after the Batman for me this year. And I'm really thinking there's not going to be anything that's going to change my one and two position for the rest of the year, but we'll see. Um, and then, like I said, Lego star Wars, the Skywalker saga has been so fun to play and go through. So we'll, uh, I've been enjoying going through that with you guys. For me, I've been watching quite a bit of stuff. I got Sonic two, Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, The North Man, The Secrets of Dumbledore, The Bad Guys, mm-hmm. which you will see reviews up for in the coming week. Um, put on Dope Sick, which is on Disney Plus, a TV series starring Michael Keaton about the opioid uh, crisis in the States. I would recommend you watch Crime of the Century before you dive into Dope Sick, just so you kind of get an idea of how how like wild the story is about the opioid scandal specifically with oxycotton and how it just kept going and growing and growing and the addiction levels getting higher and higher it's actually super sad um you know we were battling cartels over heroin but the biggest cartel was you know living in their in their backyard it just is absolutely tragic. So watch Crime of the Century, then go into Dope Sick because Dope Sick is, we'll say, a, dra- a dramatized version of those el- those story elements where you you learn about the f- the pharmaceutical family that built Oxycontin and who affected and the doctors and the, the FBI agents and all the people, the lawyers, the sales reps that were all part of this fucking drug that you know killed a lot of people. Put on Luther, which is Idris Elba. Idris Elba's TV series before he became Idris Elba what, that we know. Really, really, really good series. Wish we saw more of him in these roles, in dramatic roles, than these actions of these action movies that we see him with, Fast and the Furious, even Suicide Squad. Yep. Like, I, I like, he's okay in Suicide Squad, but like, I'd rather see him portray his dramatic side more often. And I think we're missing that in a lot of our actors. And I feel like they just go into the superhero world and then they stick with that for the, a good 10 years and it consumes them. I think, you know, Luther is an example of how, you know, here's an actor who is not known at this point, has his own show. I think it was a BBC original at that time. Really, really great storylines involving crime and investigation and just corruptness of 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 the British, uh, I guess, 
cops uh, what are they are they like gcpd or nypd whatever they they are in the in england but um i don't know I just police <laughs> i know but what, what's their name what's their like the the police of what e p d epd english, english lpd police? london police department oh yeah that's probably what it is <laughs> <laughs> but yeah really really good series really yeah, really Luther's well great. shot um and lego star wars the skywalker saga enjoying it playing it with my friends you know Let, my just say us man <laughs> oh no you're my colleagues oh, oh yeah okay 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 just myself and my imaginary friends <laughs> oh okay they're named dangle and shay oh okay I'm just talking there there are clones <laughs> the clone <version. laughs> um really digging it there's so much to do in this video game it's so much to do so oh my many, god so many bricks and so many things to destroy but i'm enjoying every single moment of it every single saga i think uh the guys who developed this game did a really good job of pacing the story traveler's line. tales yeah they're traveler's great tales. fantastic game recommend you buy it um anything else before we wrap up today's show yeah so i you know what i got the official numbers they just came in for the box office hot off the press hot, hot off, the, hot the, off press. the wire so again rebecca rubin Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore has opened with a domestic box office total of $43 million. So, boom, boom, ba, boom. definitely a step down for sure. Um, you had Crimes of Grindelwald, like I said, with 62 and the first one with 74 Sonic 2 has pulled in about $30 million, so about a 58% drop. Um, and you also have Father Stew. This is the faith-based Mark Wahlberg film uh, with... Uh, well, five million this week, and Ouch. Uh, it opened on Wednesday, so that's eight million in total. So it's opened. Yeah, and I think the budget was like forty million or something. Yeah, like Mark Wahlberg put a lot of money into this film. You know, yeah. Mel Gibson produced movie. So, yeah, there's that. You uh, Lost Weekend. I say the Lost City, not Lost Weekend. The Lost City uh, is third place this weekend. Um, so it's doing great, and we have a review up for that as well. And uh, everything, everywhere, all at once, you know, is is expanding every couple of weeks here. So, so far in its total, it's made about 17.6. That number needs to be a lot higher, um, but it, it's, it's in fourth place this weekend with 6.1. So, I'm hoping that more of them keep spreading um, and that the movie just keeps expanding to more and more theaters. Definitely. Definitely. Thank you, Shay. As always, you catch a brand new episode of the Movie Podcast every single Monday and watch throughout the weeks for our review episodes. We have a lot of review episodes happening this week. Um, don't forget to follow us at the Movie Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd. Don't forget to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash themoviepodcast. Uh, don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We're still hitting, trying to hit the 200 mark. We're very close. Um, but after the show, go to our podcast page on Apple Podcasts, scroll across the five stars, swipe across it, and leave us a review. You could also do a review on Spotify for us as well. You could join our Discord channel and write into the show at hello at themoviepodcast.ca. Again, all those notes and links are all in our feed. That was this time with the movie podcast. And we'll see you next.